You're listening to Creative Voices, sponsored by Treepark Store. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Creative Voices. And today we're chatting with local designer and maker Lindsay DeBurka. Lindsay, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thanks a million for having me. Yeah, been looking forward to it for a while. So, Lindsay, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, my name is Lindsay DeBurka. I'm a designer jewellery maker. I hand make sterling silver and gold minimal contemporary pieces of jewellery from my studio here in my Cullen. And uh, how long have you been working in this kind of area? I have been, oh God, actually, kind of, I suppose, when I think of it, it's been quite a while. Um, Full time at it for two years. Part time, I'd say, I kind of started the business part time probably 2013, 14. Okay, so. It's a bit. Five, six years roughly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing work in retail and having the business on a part-time basis for years. And then, yeah, just two years ago, just kind of went whole hog and just went for it. And was there anything in particular that decided the jump was needed to be made? Babies and childcare. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's a pretty common point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but no, it was time. It was time. It was, I was starting to get busier and the whole juggling act. And it was just, you know, it was either came to the point of, look, choose one. You can't do both. Yeah. You know, and I was spreading myself too thin, and it was just time. And now that I've been doing it full time, two years, nearly two years, I really wish I did it earlier. Yeah. You know, when I look back at it now, I really wish I did it earlier. And contradicting, I wouldn't change a thing, but, you know, I have to admire other makers that go out and do it when they're, you know, in their early 20s. I just think that's, that's amazing. It's a brave and, move. Yeah, it's very brave, you know. But uh, yeah, I do wish I did a little bit earlier. We talked about that on a previous episode about sometimes youth and the naivety of what's involved in the business can be an advantage. Yeah. But then again, you may be as well off to have, you know, waited those couple of years and gotten a bit yeah. of sense of where you were going with the product. Like I was saying, I've, I've done my, my fair share of retail, but I was working in jewellery retail and fashion retail and applied arts and high-end jewellery retail and uh, all of those things they really really helped Do you know like I wouldn't change that for the world because it helped with the business it helped with the selling you know it was it's little things of even how to talk to customers and you know working in Goy City the best crack yeah 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 well I always think retail is something that nearly everyone should have some level of experience yeah. in because as you said it teaches you how to talk to people and that, not just yeah. in a retail sense but in general the skill set you develop there is kind of quite invaluable I feel yeah and you, it's just you just meet a whole different range of people and um, when I was in retail it just helped with little things now like my, in my business with merchandising and dis- merchandising display marketing even even little things like writing an invoice you know or mm. how to package my jewellery to send to a retailer all those little things really help yeah yeah I really like well, that all the individual little bits do add up to a greater part for the product and it gives a sense of what it is and given that as you said it's quite minimalist I think having clean design branding packaging to go with it <gasps> certainly helps yeah yeah and all that aspect of the stuff, did that come from your own kind of influence and background or had you looked at what, what you might like to do with it or was there always a sense for how you wanted it to look, shall we say? Well, there's been a few mistakes along the way. <laughs> there's been a few, like if you look back at the early days, I've recently looked back at the early days of how I packaged things and it was, uh, you know, it was the start, you know. So yeah. I kind of think now it's, you just, you just grow when you learn. Yeah, I feel now that I've, 
new packaging of a new brand and a new logo and it's all it's all new and I'm actually really happy with it. I think yeah, yeah I think I think it looks it looks pretty good but you know, And you just launched a new website recently. Yeah, a brand new website which is labour love but it's there and I'm still actually this week working on more things with it. I'm gonna be working on it a lot over the summer because it never ends. Oh and the summer yeah. has the joy to have multiple websites. That's just an endless task, isn't it? I thought I naively thought that once the website's done that's, that's it now, sure. That's yeah. You know, I'll be, I'll be just so busy now with that filling out the orders. But no, there's a little thing called content that yeah. I did not know yeah, much yeah. about until, yeah, that, uh, that's fun and uh, labour intensive. When you're self-employed and you're doing something very specific and you're making and selling the product yourself, you're expected to occupy all roles because there's no choice really. Yeah, like you know, it's, it's you have to be multiple things. You know, like I, you know, I'm a maker. Today I had to. Be t- suddenly turn into IT person, and if anyone knows me, they know I really don't know anything about technology. But like today, I had to write a whole thing about Google Analytics, and I only heard those two words put together yesterday. You're like, this is a thing. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. I barely know what SEO is. Yeah. Um, so I have to. You have to be marketing. You have to be merchandising. You have to be accounts. You have to do your. Well, I do. I do my taxes. God, make and just try and get your brand out there. Uh, there's so there's just there's so much so many different hats you have to be you know sometimes unfortunately you have to be a debt collector and uh, you have to be so many different things but it's it's very hard because in college like god we barely got taught business do you yeah, know? yeah it's and i thankfully i did a lot of courses afterwards with the goi leo and um the design crafts council of ireland and if i didn't do those yeah, where would you have got that yeah, information? Yeah. So, again, something we've talked about in the past, a lack of support for smaller businesses and the way you just have to self-educate in these areas is, yeah, is yeah. disappointing, but take some solace in the fact that you're you're far from lonely in that kind of environment, you know? Because, you know, when, when you are a sole trader, it is, it is difficult because, you know, you're working on your own. You don't really have ideas to bounce off, you know, but I found, I found the Goya Leo very helpful. You know, yeah. I, they, they've helped me a lot with courses and just simple one day courses and things like that. And I'll always go back to them again to refresh and to do things new. But I'd say, you know, have weaknesses mm. um, and I'm trying to people I know who are better than me to, to help me as well. You know, I think that's the nature of small businesses you lean into the relationship you may have with someone else who's going to help you out in some aspect. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with that either. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm not great with wording and doing spiels, but a few of my friends who are makers are just amazing at it and fluent and it just rolls off them so easily so when I was doing my website I just spent half my time just emailing them saying just can you reword this because I can't do it it's a classic problem of being unable to tell your own story though isn't I can't, it? Yeah. yeah I just I just can't uh, I just can't do it eloquently so I, yeah. I, I try and get other people to do it for me yeah, yeah that's alright that's good that's a good idea why not why I make not? the things that's what I do I make you make them. people do things that's what you make yeah. <laughs> And uh, do you find a way to kind of re-centralize your focus for the product when you get, so, like, not distracted, but when you're pulled in so many different directions to do so much? Is there something that you do to get back into the love and the grow of what you're doing? Or is it just simply making things makes that happen? Yeah, no, it's, do you know what, it's, you can get so lost in it, making, and then you can get caught up in the emails and the admin side, you mm. know, and then you kind of go, Jesus, what am I doing? I'm a maker. Get, you know, get back yeah, to the yeah. studio, get back making. Um, like, you know, recently I got caught up a lot in marketing and, you know, all that kind of boring admin stuff. Mm. 
every now and again, the best thing to do is what I do is I go for a really good walk and it's really hard to get away for a walk, you know, mm. on your own. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to, in our house, you have to take someone with you, you know, <laughs> so I try and choose the dog um, yeah. if I can because the dog He's not the biggest back. conversationalist yet. Yeah, exactly. Um, like just even recently, it was like Sunday, I went down for a walk down Pier Road in Uclerard and to me, that's just a lovely, quick kind of walk but just stand the end of the pier, there was an amazing boat. I just saw loads of different elements of the boat, went back home, started sketching a few things, and that's going to be the start of a new collection. Awesome. You know, so this is like... um, So you didn't even go out looking for inspiration, but you just found something? No, no, and yeah, it was great. So there was just loads of little elements of it that I started drawing, and a friend of mine's partner is a boat maker, so I kind of was just like showing him photos, and I was like, what's this, what's that, what's that do? And he was telling me, and then I kind of started like exploring it, and just little elements, so like there's... One small little thing on, on the boat called like a rigging block, and I kind of was like, God, that's a gorgeous shape. So I made it out of sterling silver today. Okay. So we'll see how it goes, and I'm going to kind of incorporate that with a few other ideas for a new collection, yeah. which I am designing and making this week, which I think will run into next week and probably the week after. <laughs> that's plenty of weeks, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Loads of time. And your current collection, um, what you've been working on for the last while, mm-hmm. the inspiration and background for that, was a similar or different process? Or? Yeah, yeah. I have, I kind of hone everything in because I grew up. Uh, in between Bandari and Canvara on a pier, beside a pier. Everything from that pier kind of inspires and still inspires all my work. You know, I've always been lived close to the sea, thank God. Um, and here you have the gorgeous Loch Carb, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, the little pieces that inform my work would be I'm obsessed with chains, ropes, fishing nets, and the kind of the composition, the textures that yeah. come from that. Like, um, a few years ago, I was out in Aran Islands and I saw loads of fishing nets just kind of like thrown haphazard over a pier wall. Yeah, and yeah. that inspired a whole collection. Okay. Just the way it, it fell, you know, and I was like, God, if I can recreate that composition um, of those hanging over the wall like that in a neck piece hanging over the neck, you yeah. know, it's it's funny, but it worked. It's completely innocuous, something you just happened to yeah. see, but for you, it triggered something else. Yeah, 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 exactly. And more recently, down in Barna Pier, I spotted a a chain that was kind of cemented into the wall, but the way it was hanging down to the floor, it was just gorgeous. Yeah. Um, that inspired actually that piece. Okay. So a whole big neck piece. And then I kind of want to bring in the textures as well. Like, you know, the little crisscross pattern of uh, ropes and, and fishing nets kind of bring that yeah. in. Um, so I was tinkering around with that last week and I figured out a way in of embossing my sterling silver with that pattern as well. So that kind of worked. So there's all these small little things that, just you know, kind of feed into yeah, and the they work together, vision. and hopefully they'll all kind of so semi nautical kind of theme in some ways, yeah. but not deliberately so. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I'm not not like a boaty person yeah. or anything like that. It's just the textures, the compositions, and yeah, a lot of a lot of the shape of the form. But it's just always inspired. Yeah. You know, I've looked at other things, but it always comes. Just back didn't to it. strike you as. Yeah, it always. I always come back to the piers. Getting to the crux of that, then sterling silver. Why? How? Oh, it's gorgeous metal. Yeah. and nice and expensive but not as expensive as others it is it's a fabulous metal to work with you can always you can always bring it back do you know yeah. it's um, like like there's I, I, I don't have much scrap because there's always some little piece of wire that I can either I can melt down use for something else I can forge it you know you can really work into it it's just it can be soft it can be hard it can be just it's just a gorgeous metal to work with I know it really well I've more recently had to work with white gold for a private wedding band commission and that was fun but I was very precious about it like every I had to it, 
it just took so much longer because every mark was so important. Yes, yes. You know, like I was filing this wedding band and... I, there's it, no going back, I guess. There's no, you know, I was just, I was nearly shaking with every every mark I made with my file. I was like, okay, this, you know, this is going to be on someone's hand, you know, and like... No, I make rings for myself all the time, and I don't know why this was just... It just seemed more important. You well, I know? suppose it's the element of you where someone has made the decision to pick yeah. you to make it for such an important day of their life that yeah. you've respected that by treating it in that way. And it was it was a beautiful shaped, D-shaped kind of band that I'd never worked with before, and it was just great fun making it. It was just absolutely brilliant. But yeah, it was um, it was a different metal, but it was it was nice, you know? And I work with a little bit of gold as well, kind of gold plating, things like that, you know? I'd love to work a little bit with more gold but it's just expense wise I suppose it's not something you're going to have lying around the place in yeah fairness. yeah yeah exactly God yeah. no Jesus no and but as regards that even even further back like where did you learn that skill set was this something you wanted to um, college in college yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I studied metal design in NCAD um, I got a degree in that and I kind of specialised in jewellery we uh, it just all would have been silver you know we used to start off with copper you know but then it's kind of the natural thing is silver you know because copper it just wears it passionates it, rusts, yeah. it or it doesn't rust but you know <coughs> silver is just it's just a beautiful, beautiful material you know yeah. you can colour it you can do everything with it that was an interesting choice though like had you always had an interest in, in this kind of area when you were younger or was it just no. was it CEO day and you just decided to take that yeah, box yeah, or yeah. Yeah, it was um after I, you know, did the portfolio course, went to NCD, and I, I suppose you know, originally I was like, oh, I'm going to be a graphic designer, and then then when I saw a graphic design is just it's all computers, I was yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I'll be a ceramicist. Uh, so I was really nearly going to be a ceramicist, and then we did uh, a taster week in in the different areas. You know, this is back in the day, this is a while ago, and uh, yeah. did metals, and then I just saw I just saw flames and chemicals and hammers and anvils and I was like that's for me that's for me it was and now I'm obsessed with um, silversmith and you know I'm I've been threatening to do a blacksmithing course for for years now I really want to do one soon so it's that whole it's forming the metal you yeah. know that's what I'm, I'm obsessed with okay interesting I've, I've been in a few workspaces with people who do make jewelry and stuff but and yet like in my head when you say metal work it always conveys other sort of notions to me I'm, I presume there's not the equivalent of a forge, but I'm sure there's mm. something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, like a lot of my work, most if not all of my pieces would be hand forged. Yeah. So I would predominantly work with hammers, um, forming the metal. So I have a lot of um, different kind of big stakes, mandrels. I'm saving up for a nice big anvil, but they're quite expensive. Um, and so what I what I predominantly do is all day, every day is hammer. You know. Okay. So I'm manipulating the metal. I'm you know heating it up, making it soft, and um, and then just, yeah, just literally manipulating it and forming it into different shapes. Um, I use a roller mill as well, so that creates really lovely, organic, unusual shapes, and no okay. two are the same. No matter if I want them to be the same, they won't be the same, yeah. you know, which is what I like. So that's my kind of organic style, I think, as well. But, um, yeah, that's my, that's my favourite thing, is just tinkering around all my hammers. Yeah. bought loads of new ones recently. It's great. I never thought of an anvil as being expensive. I just yeah, really assumed expensive. it was a piece of metal. Oh, God. And I'm, I'm forever on adverts and Dundee looking for a bargain. But, yeah. yeah. There you go. Most people shop online for other things, but yeah, you're looking for well, anvils. That's I get a... <laughs> really excited about that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and different types of hammers. And, um, yeah, like... It's it's amazing what it's like when this, my stuff arrived, my new, my new tools arrived this week. Like I used to get excited about ASOS and yeah. whatnot, but like no, no, no I was just it was a brilliant song. 
That's great, though, to, you know, now that you're doing it full time, to still be so absolutely overwhelmed with enthusiasm when you get something new to work with. It's Oh, God, and when the new silver arrives, it's just... Yeah, it's great. No, but nothing, nothing can beat new tools. Yeah, it, that's that's pretty nice. I suppose this is the equivalent for me of a new lens arriving in the post or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I suppose my face lights up the same way too. <laughs> and then I also try and convince Yvonne that I've always had it. You know. <laughs> oh look, I that lens. To... No, that never showed up before. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I had a thing recently where I had to sneak a, a brown Thomas bag into the house. It took me two days. Two days, but I got there in the end. <laughs> We just edit out that part for Steve. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. And uh, maybe just a little bit, of, I'm intrigued then by the process as regards from the raw product, how you get that raw product and what mm. where, where that whole process begins. Like, is it a physical lump of silver? Mm. or Because I have no real kind of reference point for that. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. jewellery making being done at the latter stages in, mm. in shops in town and stuff like that, but I haven't seen the very beginning of it. Um, well, a lot of my work is, I used to work a lot with sheet silver, um, but now I predominantly work with wire. So I would get, you know, a good good length of wire. Like, let's say if I was making one of my larger, I would make minimal pieces of jewellery. So I make one of my favourite pieces to make is my anchor pendant, which is a very large circle that hangs quite low in the body. Mm. It's quite large. Um, so how I'd make that is I'd get, it's uh, two mil square wire. I wrap that in a circular form. And then I pierced it with my jeweler saw. Um, I connect it together. I solder it. And then, so I have kind of a rough circle. Then I have a series of different mandrels where they'd be, which is kind of large stakes, steel mm. stakes. I'd put them on and I would, with my, with my hammer, I would form the shape. Okay, to make the perfect circle. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Then I'd put it on my, uh, my flat plate, um, which, so, and then I'd get my acrylic mallet and then I'd hammer, I'd hammer that straight just so it's not, not wobbly. Mm. Um, then I'd solder two simple links to the side, attach my chain, and then the filing begins. The okay. filing is what takes. Because based on the, the look on your face, the way you said that the filing definitely yeah. feels like it might be the, time consuming. The filing is just oh god, yeah. So you you start off with a few different files. You know, every single piece that comes to my studio it's completely handmade. You know, yeah. and it's not just knocked up quickly. It's through a series of different. Mm different processes but um, yeah so the filing begins you start with a rough then you go on to a soft and then you start with the emery um, you go through different grades of emery paper yeah. to whatever finish you want and then then you give it either high polish or or a matte finish you know so it's those little things like there's so many different pro, so many different steps in it it's fairly time consuming yeah you know but that's that's the beauty of handmade that's you know? what people are. Yeah, well, I think yeah. people can appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think people appreciate handmade a little bit more now, and it's kind of kind of coming into its own as well. Yeah. But with my work, like especially that anchor neck piece, um, I do two different finishes on that. So on the outer rim, I keep it rough and raw, which I really like, so you can see each an individual hammer mark on it. Okay. Um, that's me kind of bringing in the textures of the rock, like you know, since I'm inspired by everything okay, yeah. by the by the sea. Um, it kind of represents the rock texture, the kind of rough, and then in it kind of contrasts really nicely to the flat, high polish finish of the opposing rim. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of works quite well together. Give it a good high polish finish. Then after all of that, but uh, you can see each piece has its own unique fingerprint. Yeah, you know, there's the nothing. Flat, that, yeah, like no two are completely the same because you can see each mark. Yeah, with, with the hammer, which I kind of love. So I kind of use that in a lot of my work, just to show 
kind of shows that it is handmade. Yeah. You know. And have you ever actually figured out, or have you? Do you want to figure out how long it takes you to make a piece? I wouldn't want to. I would, and I like that's just for one. You know, I have, um, like, if if I had the option and all the money in the world, I'd make the biggest, largest neck pieces all day, every day, because you know yeah. it's, that's really indulging. You know, like yeah. I was, um, I was a finalist a few times for the Irish Fashion Innovation Awards, and that kind of let us push the boundaries yes. and make really big catwalk pieces. And for those, God, I made one piece. Yeah, I, I showed three pieces, I think, for one show. And uh, one piece, I God, I must have spent four solid days working on it. Wow. And it was, there was so much silver in it. So yeah. much silver. It was insane. But it was, it was so much fun to make. It was brilliant. And now I had to take it apart and just water down and turn those pieces into pendants. And whatever, yeah. you know, it's long gone. But uh, yeah, I could... You don't think about the time. Well, that's interesting because you made other pieces from it that has a bit of a legacy to it as well. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, that one big piece actually was the first um, I kind of created a new link for that. That inspired a whole different collection. Okay, cool. you know. So and it's like I create these links, but um, I often when I'm designing collections, I often go back to my previous work because like I, there might be a composition that I that I use that I really, liked, yeah, yeah, and I kind of go and I tease it out a bit, kind of explore it, yeah. you know. So. Like even recently, I came up with something. I was like, "God, you know, that's great!" Oh, you know, nearly well done, me. And then I looked back and I made the same thing like five or six years <laughs> earlier, and I was like, "Great, well, like you're original. well, at least you're robbing from yourself." Yeah, yeah. I was just like, "Well, I was wondering why it looks so bloody familiar," but yeah, I made the exact same thing. And tell me this then, as regards that, like, have you found? You know, you went out and you you walked up here and you saw what you wanted to make. Do you, did you immediately know how that was going to happen, or was oh, that a case no. of exploring that? And yeah, no, like I, there was, I had I had another idea in my head, and I, you know, so I met I met a pendant, and I I wear all my pieces for like maybe a few days. Yeah, just I've seen to see you how when you've sit, been in you know? those. Yeah, and I was looking at this, and I was like, no, 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 scrap that, scrap it. So I kind of went back to the drawing board, had another look, and I was like, hey, okay, I have, see, I have it in my head. I just. It's the whole yeah, the process how, and yeah, how to get how there. Can I get there? So you're visualizing the end result, and you're just kind of finding your way to it. I yeah, suppose. yeah, it's yeah. kind of you know, it's kind of. And do you ever get not lost along the way? But I know when we spoke, uh, when I spoke with Tori, she's about how sometimes she'd be painting pieces, and mm. then she might go a step and go, mm, should I have gone that step, or should yeah. I, should I be back yeah. a bit further? Yeah, and maybe you might have the joy you've been able to do that a bit with the metalwork. Oh it's a bit gosh, yeah, that's that's the really cool thing. So you might you might start with an idea of something, but you could end up at something completely different. And that could send you off on another tangent somewhere else, yeah. you know, and you could start a whole other line or make a lovely neck piece from that. So that's the power of it. It's just, it could be just one little hammer mark that could change everything. Yeah, you know? push something in a different direction. Or yeah, yeah. Quite like, literally, I suppose. Like the pendant that I make, that I made that didn't work. I kind of looked at it again. I was like, okay, I know why that didn't work. So I took it apart. And I'm going to go back to that again next week mm. with a different approach, different hammers, yeah. you know, yeah, different processes. I guess that's the joy of having the pieces sit for a few days and yeah. seeing how you feel about them. Yeah, yeah. And then having the flexibility to go back and reassess it again is. And you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard working on your own because you have to be your own critic as well. You know, it's really hard. To, like, put something on and I show my husband and I'm like, oh, I think that. Oh yeah, that's lovely. It's like. Mm, <laughs> okay, but you know, yeah. no one's going to tell you. Oh yeah, it's. 
Dan and Zara, our, our, our coffee roaster, Calendar Coffee, talked about this. They're saying like the one thing they miss from being in like the hub of London where it's all happening is that you can be both your own best and worst critic. Mm, mm, you know, you can mm. convince yourself you're doing something amazing or you can be so hard on yourself even when you're doing something good. Yeah. Like, do you have other like people outside, say your husband and stuff, that you would go to, that you trust to go yes or no? Yeah, definitely. Like a few, like I said, a few of my friends are makers, so they're quite good on, on the feedback. Um, and you'd appreciate that honesty from oh them because it's no good to you if they're not. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. you really appreciate that. And like the kind of like they might just say, well, you know what, maybe just pair it back a bit. Yeah, you know, just bring it back to the minimal form. It's, it's yeah. a bit busy. And has your own kind of taste and style changed in the two years now that like you've probably been doing so much in the last two years, you've probably been exposed to as much of it as you had in the previous three or four years. Mm, have you found mm. a, a movement from where you were originally? Or yeah, I'm going more. I'm definitely paring down and going more minimal. Just yeah. simpler, I suppose. In in ways, I'm nearly a contradiction because I like the simple, understated form, pendants and earrings. But then I want the big statement chain neck piece, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's two. I'd like to have it all, please. <laughs> yeah, it's two different contradictions. But I suppose when I have a collection, I start off with making the big piece. Yeah. You know the the shows. I, I call it the showstopper. It might not be to other yeah, people, yeah. but it is to me. Um, I make that, and then I kind of take form from it and kind of water it down a little bit and that yeah you know yeah yeah but um yeah i kind of developed my own little style i think yeah, yeah. a lot of people recognize my work which is nice yeah Do you know that is distinctive in fairness yeah, yeah like that's quite nice and i think the consistency i've seen looking at you have some of your photographs here in front of me of some of your work and stuff the consistency in the way it's been displayed now and stuff makes it yeah. very easy to identify it then yeah. as well you know that's after a lot of Mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, to be fair, I, I don't think I'd call it mistakes as such. Like, it's all learning curves. It's all yeah. speed bumps along the way. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, you're doing your own thing, forging your own path. So I don't think you do anything wrong as such. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, within limits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? But um, I think it's all crucial lessons. You don't, you, you, you get success from failing. You know, yeah. you, you get better by doing something wrong as, or doing a mistake as you call it and that pushes it forward I feel like I found you know you kind of see what, what colour schemes work best when you're photographing things like that you know so I kind of found a look that kind of works you yeah. know it's may, maybe a little bit dark a little bit moody but yeah I kind of uh, yeah, I quite like it wrong with that. yeah I yeah. quite like it you know it's it's kind of it's a nice contemporary clean lined look yeah Brand continuity and all that. And do you feel you'd expand from what you're doing? Like, is there other stuff you've been working on on the side that you're interested in doing, or is it going to be primarily the nature of the pendants and the uh, neck pieces and so forth? There's a few, like you know, I know, like well, this summer I'm doing a few, a few private commissions coming up, kind of good few interesting things. Um, but like, as it, like, is in driving into like homers or something that is it? Or? No, it's in like just a slightly different. Like, will you, do you think will you always keep it within that kind of? It'll always be centred around chains. Yeah. Yes, because simply, I, sometimes I, I kind of call myself a chain maker. You know, yeah. it's, that that's how I identify myself. That's the whole basis of, of of my work. But in saying that, you know, obviously thing, things can change. There's a lot of different techniques I want to learn. You know, there's loads of courses I want to take. You know, yeah. there's always something different I'd love to kind of try. Maybe the blacksmith thing. Maybe I'll be a blacksmith in a row. For yeah, yeah. You know, we have a need for swords. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the game of Thrones is over. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
And uh, there you go, there could be a market now, you never know. Might be a little late to the curve on that one. But. Yeah, handmade swords for uh, my colon. Uh, and, um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting because um, when you're doing your own thing and you're doing something so specialist, like, trying to educate yourself further it's it's very specific like there's mm. there's not mm. like there's resources available for you like can you learn stuff online or do you, is there places you can go or people you can go to there is you know you can you can there's a lot of makers around Ireland that you know they could take you on maybe for a week or a weekend or something mm. like that you know I've done previous ones where I've gone down and done with design crafts cancer environment I've done stone setting courses you know so little things that I didn't learn in college the best thing is is get bench work, I suppose. Yeah. You know, I have a few, I know a few bench workers who have taught me a good few things and they're just fantastic. So I kind of, I'm always annoying them. Yeah. Asking like, how should you do that? Right. And how should you do that? And how should you do that? You know, so, but there is a lot more I do, I do want to learn. Yeah. And is there good kind of freedom within that community? I've, I found a lot, a lot of the creative communities, people are willing to be quite open and mm. obviously you're not sitting up on their doorstep or whatever, you know. Mm. Have they been willing to share that knowledge or... Yeah, most people, you know, if, if, it, it depends who you know, I suppose. Yeah. You know, the more you know, the better the better you get on. Depends how you approach them, I suppose, too, yeah, as well. Yeah, like everyone I know has been quite open with uh, passing on techniques and things like that, you know. And there's always a few different um, schools that have opened up probably in Dublin that will teach yeah. you a few, more, a few more things. But a lot of it, like if I want to figure out something, I usually buy a book about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do do the YouTube the odd time, um, but me and technology, I kind of, I just prefer to learn about it, you yeah, know, yeah. books, um, and just try it myself. There's also, I suppose, there's no real verification of that process when it's online. I mean, YouTube is excellent in some ways, but you could also be down a rabbit hole or something. Yeah, someone yeah. doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah, know? exactly. Like you know, I kind of prefer to uh, tinker around myself. Mm. You know, I like to read about a technique. And then, to be honest with you, I'm a bit of a devil. Usually, I buy the, I buy all the materials first, or the equipment yeah, first, and then, and then I read about it. it. Yeah. And then I kind of go, you yeah, know, yeah. I, maybe I don't like that, or you know, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think I'm uh, guilty of a similar enough kind of process on occasion. You just, you kind of just get really excited about it, you know. Um, That's why I don't go near the internet when I've had a few drinks. <laughs> yes. God, I have bought, I have so machinery back in the studio that you know costs costs a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> just have to use it once, it. Lindsay. Just use it once, you'll be fine. <laughs> like a lot of it's been covered over. I'll, I'll get around to it someday, you know, one of those. Yeah. But even that kind of process, like setting up your own workspace, I mean, mm. you know your own workflow, but you have to learn that too, don't you? You have to figure out what's the best way to set things up, what's, yeah. the, what's the most efficient equipment to have. Yeah, yeah. That must have been a, a learning curve in and of itself. God, it was great fun, though. Yeah? Oh, God. Like, uh one of my favourite things to do me and my sister love doing this for some bizarre reason is moving furniture around I know it sounds crazy yeah. but uh, I just like if I'm because our house you know we only bought it two years ago so we only built the studio or two and a half years ago we only built the studio two two years ago okay. so there was um, weeks of um, floor plans and blueprints yeah. of where I'll put my studio desk what I'll put there and that actually took over my life and yeah. I really loved it. Oh, really? And even now, I get found my studio and I'm kind of like spacing out. I'll be like, God, I might do a little change around. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? So I'll do a little floor plan. And it's like when you're a kid and move around. Yeah, moving your, your bed. And you're, yeah, 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 I get really excited about yeah. that still. Um, and, you know, I might send photos and to my sister and be like, oh, look, I changed it around again. You know, and yeah. it, it doesn't 
change your work ethic. It's just nice. But you think though, maybe like it gives you an almost sense of working in a slightly fresh space, which makes it easier. Oh, to it's, do, it's very exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Or using it as a distraction. To- <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like when you're studying for the Leaving Cert and you suddenly have to clean everything. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly that's probably exactly what it is. Like even now, I'm kind of like I was thinking. Was it yesterday? I was like, oh yeah do the change around again get rid of those plinths and might move the machine over there and there's just everything now is laid out you know perfectly yeah yeah you know and it's like I love my studio now I absolutely love it but you know it's the excitement of moving things around like I have a lovely um, butcher's block set up with all my with all my heavy heavy tools you know I've all I call it my my hammering station yeah Um, I have a roller mill there and it's just it just looks class yeah you know and I I turn around looking and go that's brilliant and I have all my 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 little hand tools set up and yeah sometimes I just like to sit back and just look at look at it in <laughs> Irish nice things I have my jeweler's hammer or my jeweler saws kind of hanging above and I have all my hammers hanging above as well and it just looks lovely and, I do and, do work yeah sometimes. I was going to say occasionally it's a bit of work done yeah <laughs> <laughs> just oh, once in a while you know I made three rings just <laughs> yeah. the rest I'm looking at stuff and uh, I don't, it's quite physical work so oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, it I remember seeing you had an Instagram post up a while ago about the the non-glamorous side of like the way pretty much destroys your hands and your oh, fingers yeah. like I, I actually have the worst hands in the world they're really really old uh, looking and I, no hand cream can bring them back I have tried yeah. I really have tried and it's kind of like let's say if you're working with a tiny little link and you have to hammer it flat yeah. um, you're kind of holding on for dear life with the, the tops of your fingernails yeah, uh, yeah. trying to get each hammer blow um, and every time coming up to a show like, like I do showcase every every January Coming up to a show, could be a few weeks beforehand, I will get the worst cuts on my thumbs. Yeah. Like, I'll saw my, my thumbs. Just from the work. And, and the... you know, and the nature of it, you know, yes, I do use health and safety, I say loosely. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm dipping my fingers in and out of chemicals, and, you know, yeah. you forget you have cuts, and then yeah, suddenly you yeah, remember. Yeah. So, and even with the polishing, the polishing is just... You know, you, you come out and you have like coal miners' hands. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then that gets yeah. everywhere. It's it's fairly intensive. Yeah, and you have but you to have just you have to get the work done. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just you know, there's nothing like like forging a piece when you know you might be a bit annoyed over something. You know, it's, yeah. oh, it's great. It's really good. It's very loud. Yeah. But yeah, it's very physical. Well, it seems like you're pretty happy that you made the jump to the creative lifestyle. In fairness, it's yeah. I can see when you're talking about it how animated you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um. It, it is it's lovely you kind of get the best you get the best of every of every world I think you know like of course it does have its challenges obviously yeah, yeah. you know just the, the like we were saying earlier you don't get to bounce ideas off or you know when you start talking to the dog you know when the dog answers back that's when you that's start when you get very really worried. worried yeah 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 um, it's and I'm quite a sociable person so I yeah. think working in retail helped me in that regard you know I remember we had the conversation before about you said you did miss that some element right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm glad you opened up here so yeah no worries <laughs> come down and annoy you <laughs> And uh, with the commissions and stuff that you're working on, anything particularly interesting or challenging, if you can talk about it? Like, is there anything that, have you been throwing any curveballs where you've just said yes and then after it's gone, how am I going to make that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like you know, definitely wedding bands, you know, when they come in, they have a good few ideas. and uh, But that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. You know, it's it's problem solving. You know, yeah. that's like, it's it's like when we're, you're, we're in college and we'd get our brief and it's like, okay, 
how, you know, your brief is, you have to make this or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, how am I going to make that? Yeah. That's what, that's the main exciting thing. Yeah. Um, also the designing. Actually, to be honest with you, it's all great crack. <laughs> Just love it all. Yeah, you know, that's all right. No, that's yeah, great to hear. It's you, know. Quite, you know, it's quite nice. Yeah. The finishing and the filing, I could leave that Behind, yeah. But it just has to be done. And did you come from a family of a creative background, or did you know when you said to your parents I'm going to be a metal worker? Did they go, <laughs> "What the hell is a metal worker?" Um, my, I don't know. Like I'm, my family are pure Galway heads. Like my dad or my granddad um, was a Ramberg, a painter decorator. Okay. Um, my cousin's fashion designer. My other cousin's a milliner. Um, there's kind of, yeah. There's, oh, so there's always been some element of family yeah, influence there somewhere, like flair kind yeah. of going through, you know. But like even as as kids, like um, you know, I used to make out of shoeboxes shops for my sister's Barbies. Okay. You know, and changing rooms and everything yeah. like that. You know, so there was always I was always drawing Something there, like yeah, always really liked that. Yeah. And what about your boys? I mean, I know they're quite young, but do they show an interest in what you're doing, or to them is it just something that you do? Yeah, they sit down. They they love the hammering part. Yeah, yeah. and um, you know they're dying to have a go with the hammers. They really, of course, they are. Dying to have a go with like boy, <laughs> boys being boys, yeah. and um, the roller mill as well because it, that looks like a kind of like a oh, okay, like quite, an old school. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is great fun to yeah. hang off. Yeah. Um, God, but they usually, whenever they come to the studio, they usually find the most dangerous thing. Ah, uh, yeah, to that's play what kids with. tend to do, especially boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, any if there if there's any type of chemicals, they'll you know go for that. <laughs> but they look they love the polisher actually. Yeah, I have because the polisher is quite a big machine, and yeah. it's, you know it's it's quite dramatic. Yeah, yeah. They really they really like that, and um, the youngest one is is really getting into drawing now, which is which is really nice. But um, yeah, I can see good, good creative flair, and I'm going to well, hone in on it as well. Been being in a household where that happens and the exposure to it is normal especially when it's not just I don't mean not just but when it's someone who's actually doing it to make a living as well as it being a, not yeah. just a hobby or whatever yeah. yeah, I think it shows kids that it's a possibility it's something that can happen Yeah, I'd be hoping that going forward given the kind of burst in creative people and products being made that we'll get a lot more of it from the next generation you know like it's, you know, when, when I was a kid, I didn't think this could be a possibility. You know, I kind of thought, yeah. okay, well, you know, if you want to be creative, it, like when I, when, I kind of, when I was younger, I wanted to be like an architect because, like, you know, that was the... The well-paid creative yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think that. But I you know, yeah. seeing it now that you can be a maker, you know, and you can yeah. have your own business and, you yeah. know, live off it. Not well, but, you know, you still live off it. Oh, yeah, but it's a trade-off in, in everything as with all these things, the conversation I had with someone else earlier on, is you're, you're trading your... Your maybe your time and a particular level of wealth for the quality of your time and the level of your happiness, yeah. which is to like, me more important than anything else. You know, I, I quite love it. Like my studio is at the end of the garden, you know, so I'm always the kids are always around, yeah. which which is loving the fact that I can work. And you know, sometimes I wish the studio was a bit further away at times. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, <laughs> that'd be, be nice, <laughs> a bit quieter. Um, but you know, it's. It, it works. It works quite well, and I do like the fact that they could see that I, I did start it from from nothing, you know. And you can yeah. have a creative business and make, yeah. you know. And I think I think kids these days see it, see a lot more of it now, you know. Yeah, and they're yeah. more open yeah, it's to more it. Commonplace. You know? It's yeah, more commonplace. Yeah, like it, it's astonishing to me. I mean, I was always aware that this happened in Connemara in general, but since we opened here, the amount of people I've met, I'd say it's locally, unreal. and it's amazing to find out how many people's wives or husbands or partners or whatever are doing something be it on the side or yeah. starting to make the shift into something to do themselves yeah. it's it's almost overwhelming because 
there's so much out there you, you want to get to see it all and like even even I you know it's probably from seeing your, your feed as well I didn't realise how many amazing people were living in my colony yeah. my colony is quite big yeah. you know you don't realise how big it is yeah, yeah. but then you're like oh god they live there and oh, that's who does that you know it's yeah, yeah. it's it is amazing like yeah. you know there's so many in hand like makers and the whole thing about people handmade I just think that's really coming into its own mm. now you know people yeah. are really understanding it a lot more and appreciating it a lot more and like there's a lot more of a conscious consumer as yeah. well you know yeah, like yeah. buy yeah. more spend less yeah. or, completely. You know. that's completely necessary though as well you know and uh, so plans for the future going forward you keep going on that website and <laughs> see where IT that goes <laughs> <laughs> web designer yeah, yeah no um, yeah I, I suppose trying to get this next collection the difficult second album out yeah, <laughs> I like it I like it so you should just call it oh <laughs> Oh yeah, that's going to be a constant thing, though. I'd imagine. Is it? Yeah. I mean, what what do you see as the life cycle of a collection? That's always something I'm curious about. Is that does that happen kind of naturally, organically, or how does it? You know? Yeah, no, what difference? You know, I try and bring out maybe two a year, but um, the, it, you'd keep the bestsellers, and I don't know. It kind of fuses. So it's, to be honest with you, some of my collections fuse into each other. Yeah. You know? it's, I, I suppose I need to kind of do another call. It, it's interesting to say keep the bestsellers is the equivalent I used to have in the restaurant where I would constantly tried to change the wine list but I had to make concessions to someone's favourite bottle of wine oh. so I ended up with a, a wine list of 10 people's favourite wines I just couldn't change anything you know, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah but um, yeah I just keep on doing what I'm doing I suppose try and get like you know I suppose I'm doing a few courses like I said over, over the over the summer you know and the next thing is, yeah. is do a lot more trade fairs because like kids are getting a little bit older now so yes, I'm getting yes. a little bit more of my freedom back yeah yeah you, you know? might have a pair of helping hands you never know exactly yeah yeah so um, yeah try and get a bit more trade fairs uh, in Europe under my belt yeah That's any shows coming up in the next few months I know it's actually a kind of a poor time of year for shows most of them have been happening yeah, at Christmas no, and so Jan- forth January now will be, the, will be the next one and summer coming in, this is coming into my busy time now where I'm yeah. just making making for the shops making for the website you know yeah. um, September September October is probably a little bit quiet and then the, the Christmas starts up again so yeah. you know we have all those this year was the first year I kind of consciously attended a lot of the shows I mean I always had an interest in winter one or two but mm. my god the amount of invites and I was like there's so many shows on it's it's that November December period yeah you must yeah. be completely burnt out by the time it's you know there there is there's so many and it's um there's a lot of work that goes into them a lot yeah. of work you know like let's say that's another skill set isn't it like being able to set up a, a stall and yeah yeah. I suppose a bit of an advantage that retail background you're there in, oh, a, yeah. in a room full of people knowing how to talk to them that's definitely you know like, I wouldn't change a thing about that That was yeah. that's what really helps now actually it's just and even little things like body language yeah you know yeah. like it's the way you stand are you are you like welcoming yeah. you know because I suppose no more than as you spoke about how the hardest thing to describe is yourself. Sometimes makers can be a bit introverted and then haven't actually, oh, yeah. they can make a beautiful product but having to talk to someone about yeah. it can be very difficult. But, you know, I've seen some amazing, amazing makers and, you know, I'd ask about the work and the kind of just go, hmm, the point. And it's like, <laughs> That's it. No, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd nearly go, listen, yeah. look. That was I, the interesting thing for me going to so many of those trade shows was like, I saw some great stuff and um, I was just kind of naturally enthusiastic about things and asking yeah. people questions and I think I might have scared a few of them like. yeah like some of the bigger ones now they um, the bigger makers they'd, they'd have someone who does the talking for them and that's a brilliant idea brilliant idea so do you want someone to be the face of Lindsay DeBurke is it <laughs> god yeah that, oh 
God. There you go. There's an idea. <laughs> I need to hire someone now, yeah, to do all to do all the talking. I'll just yeah. kick back and do all the. This be it. No more interviews. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I do, no, I like the talking, but not, maybe not talking about myself. Yeah. Like if I was to talk, like try and sell someone else's work, I, that, yeah, I, I yeah, would love yeah. that. Yeah. You know, I'd absolutely love that. Hmm. And uh, so maybe some, as I always call it, a bit of housekeeping. Website, Instagram, Facebook, mm. where can we find you? Where can people buy your products, shops, and website addresses and so forth? Um, my website is lindsaydeburka.com. Um, my Instagram is lindsaydeburka underscore maker. Um, so I sell off my website. I stock in around 13, 14 shops around Ireland. Uh, that's in Galway here. I stock in uh, my shop, Granny Likes It, or Jewelry, Whistle Stop in Clifton. Uh, that's the ones in Galway, and then I can name out the other ones. But yeah, well, if you send me a link later on, I can yeah. put them all in the show notes for people anyways. That's no problem. And uh, we got your website, we got your Instagram. Do you have a Facebook page as well? Do you use that much? I do. Lindsay Worker. I think that's the only two social media I have or else I just spend my entire day on social media. More so. Ah, yeah. I mean, that can be a whole other, that's a whole other conversation for in and of itself, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, Lindsay, anything else you want to mention before we finish up? No, Osman, thank you for having me. Oh, no, that was, I really enjoyed that. I learned a good bit. I think we, I learned more there than we did in all the conversations we've had so far, oh. to be fair. <laughs> uh, so, Lindsay, thank you very much for joining us. Perfect. And uh, so we'll much. talk again very soon, I'm sure. Folks, that's the end of today's episode of Creative Voices. Thanks so much for joining us again, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Creative Voices. This podcast is sponsored by Treebark Store and produced by P3B Photography. For more information, find us on Instagram, treebark.store or at P3B underscore photos. You can visit our website, treebarkstore.com or p3bphotography.com. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.